Hello, I'm Maria Titizian. And I'm Rubina Margosian, and welcome to the Week in Review for the week of April 7. In the news, 27 civilians trying to return home to Artsakh with the assistance of Russian peacekeepers are prevented entry by Azerbaijanis. Azerbaijan continues to violate the ceasefire on the line of contact with Artsakh, and Russia moves to ban imports of Armenian dairy products. The blockade of the Lachin Corridor has been ongoing for 117 days now. On April 4, the Russian peacekeepers, in accordance with an agreement reached with the Azerbaijani side, tried to facilitate the transfer of 27 civilians, including elderly children and people with disabilities who have been separated from their families for several months due to the blockade from Goris to Stepanakert. Artsakh's human rights defender Geram Stepanian reported that the Azerbaijani government agents posing as, quote, eco-activists blocked the passage of the vehicles of the Russian peacekeeping forces carrying the civilians. According to Stepanian, some Azerbaijanis even broke into or stormed one of the cars. During the negotiations that lasted around five hours, the health of four of the civilians deteriorated and three of them fainted. Accompanied by Russian peacekeepers, they were taken to the Republican Medical Center Stepanagert in an Azerbaijani ambulance. As negotiations between the Russian side and the Azerbaijanis did not yield any results, the remaining vehicles were forced to return to Goris. This is a very similar scenario that happened earlier with the children That's and right. they stormed yeah. the mm-hmm. Well. Stepanian went on to say that the incident proves once again that Azerbaijan's claims that the Lachin Corridor is open for civilians is a lie and intends to mislead the international community. He noted that by allowing the exit of people from Artsakh in various ways, but prohibiting entry, the Azerbaijani authorities are openly implementing a policy of ethnic cleansing. The day after the incident, Artsakh State Minister Gurgen Nersesian announced that it will only be possible to travel from Artsakh to Armenia in case of urgent necessity and exclusively through applying in advance to the Center for Cooperation with the Russian Peacekeeping Contingent and with their permission. He went on to say that in recent days, Russian peacekeepers have started to periodically transfer people from Artsakh to Armenia for funerals, visiting sick relatives, and other reasons. He added that in order to keep the above-mentioned process under control and protect the Artsakh citizens from possible Azerbaijani provocations in the blockaded section of the Stepan travel from Artsakh to Armenia will be restricted. People with health issues requiring medical attention will continue to be transferred to Armenia through the International Committee of the Red Cross. In a statement issued uh, in regards to the incident, Artsakh's foreign ministry called on the international community to take immediate actions against Azerbaijan, stating that the inaction of the world in the face of such serious violations of human rights is tantamount to tacit approval, if not complicity in the inhumane actions of official Baku. Russia's ambassador to Armenia, Sergei Kopirkin, told reporters in Armenia that Russian peacekeepers are doing everything within their power to ensure a normal life in Nagorno-Karabakh. The role of our peacekeepers is essential both to sustain normal life and to prevent possible escalation. You are well aware of how peacekeepers operate. Information about it is constantly published. The leadership of Armenia also realizes this, said Kopirkin. On April 5, Artsakh's Ministry of Internal Affairs, as well as the Russian Defense Ministry, reported ceasefire violations near the regions of Askeran and Mardagert. Artsakh authorities said that Azerbaijani armed forces opened fire at a farmer uh, working in a field near Askeran. The Russian Defense Ministry stated in its daily communique that the two incidents of ceasefire violations were recorded in Artsakh's Mardagert 
Agert region without any further clarification. On April 3, the Azerbaijani APA news agency reported that as a result of the operation carried out by the Azerbaijani armed forces on March 25, the heights surrounding areas and two villages of the Shushi region came under the control of the Azerbaijani army. And as a reminder, on March 25, Azerbaijani armed forces took over a height overlooking the Shushi-Lisago road, which links Stepanakert to four villages in the Shushi region. And this is a blockade within a blockade right. at this indeed, point. Indeed. Last week, we reported that starting on April 1, the link between Armenia and Artsakh will be secured through the new Deh Gornizor road, which will connect to the Gornizor Hinshen road that started operating back in August of 2022. And last week, Armenia's National Security Service reported that according to agreements reached between Armenia and Azerbaijan on March 29, the border guards of the two countries were to be deployed on both sides of the border along the aforementioned section. And But due to misinterpretations of maps during this deployment, Azerbaijani units advanced into Armenia's territory about 1 to 300 meters in five separate areas without waiting for prearranged adjustments. They started to position themselves and carried out engineering works. The sides started negotiations to rectify the situation. We should by now know the modus operandi right. of the Azerbaijani side, but we don't. Uh, well, Prime Minister Pashinyan announced during yesterday's cabinet meeting that the situation improved to a certain extent. The deployment points of 7 kilometers out of the 12-kilometer section of the Armenia-Azerbaijan border in question have been clarified. The works on 5 kilometers are ongoing. Pashinyan went on to say that our attitude was and remains avoiding escalation of the situation. I hope that the adjustment of the deployment points will be carried out in a constructive atmosphere. At least that is our disposition. Yesterday, Azerbaijani armed forces opened fire at farmers working in a field in the village of of Khanazakh in Armenia's Sunik region. The defense ministry has not reported the incident, but the mayor of Khanazakh confirmed the shooting to Azatutun, stating that no one suffered as a result. Today, the defense ministry denied accusations by Baku that Armenian servicemen fired at Azerbaijani positions on the southeastern part of the border. On March 31, Armenia's defense ministry reported that in extremely low conditions of visibility, there was a, a shooting, a crossfire between the servicemen of the Armenia's armed forces on the southeastern border of Armenia. During the incident, shots were fired from the Azerbaijani side as well. Following the skirmish, the body of an Armenian conscript was found with a fatal gunshot wound. Another serviceman was injured. His life is not in danger. The defense ministry has not clarified the circumstances of the death of the Armenian soldier. And in other news, yesterday a Russian ban on imports of Armenian dairy products came into force. The Russian government's agriculture watchdog signaled such a measure last week, saying that Armenian dairy companies use Iranian raw materials banned in the EAEU. Uh, it said that Russia risks importing low-quality and unsafe products also because of lack of proper oversight by relevant Armenian authorities. Armenia's Food Safety Inspectorate uh, said the Iranian raw materials are safe for consumption. Dairy products make up a small share of Armenia's overall exports to Russia, which nearly tripled to 2.4 billion U.S. dollars last year as a result of Western uh, sanctions against Moscow. Armenian trucks transport 
exporting the dairy products are returning from the Georgian-Russian border. Allegedly, Russia found only two Armenian dairy brands to be incompatible with its standards, yet it's unclear why all dairy imports from Armenia have been banned. The Armenian opposition believes that the ban is a result of the tense relations between Yerevan and Moscow. Today, Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan held a phone conversation with Russia's President Vladimir Putin. Pashinyan's press office reports that the situation in Nagorno-Karabakh, the implementation of the trilateral agreements reached uh, between the leaders of Armenia, Azerbaijan, and Russia, as well as Armenia-Russia relations were discussed during that call. And on April 4, Prime Minister Pashinyan and Deputy Prime Minister Meher Grigoryan received Russia's Deputy Prime Minister Alexei Overchuk. Uh, they discussed issues related to the Armenian-Russian cooperation agenda, trade and economic relations, and other topics of mutual interest were discussed. Grigoryan and Overchuk also co-chaired the Armenia-Azerbaijan-Russia trilateral working group tasked with opening regional communications. During a meeting with his Russian counterpart in Moscow on March 20, Armenia's foreign affairs minister, Arad Mirzoyan, said that the CSDO's offer to deploy a mission to Armenia is on the table, but Armenia expects the organization to give also a political assessment uh, regarding Azerbaijan's incursion into Armenia's territory uh, back in September of 2022. And in response during weekly briefing, Russia's foreign ministry representative Maria Zakharova stated that the bull is in Yerevan's court, noting that whenever Yerevan is ready, the CSTO is willing to start negotiations with Armenia about the format and the duration of a CSTO mission. Different version of football diplomacy now. <laughs> Today, the foreign ministers of Russia and Turkey, Mevlet Cavusoglu and Sergei Lavrov, discussed Armenia-Azerbaijan and Armenia-Turkey relations during their meeting in Ankara. Cavusoglu stated that Ankara hopes Armenia and Azerbaijan will sign a comprehensive peace treaty. Lavrov noted that trilateral statements between the leaders of Armenia-Azerbaijan and Russia address all issues between Armenia and Azerbaijan. He expressed Moscow's expectation that non-regional countries will not interfere in the process but will direct the parties to strictly implement the trilateral agreements. Russia's foreign minister also said that Moscow welcomes the Armenia-Turkey normalization process and the post-war recovery of the region. This week, there was confusion over whether Armenia is or was going to participate in the U.S.-led Defender 2023 military drills. Initially, Armenia was included in the list of 26 countries published by the U.S. Department of Defense that were going to participate in these drills. Yesterday, Armenia was removed from that list. While Armenia's defense ministry has not commented on the drills directly, ministry spokesperson Aram Torosian tweeted today that Armenia is planning to participate in two other exercises organized by the U.S. Army Europe Command this year. This is the K-4 and Sabre Junction. K-4 is the NATO-led international peacekeeping force in Kosovo, while Sabre Junction is a U.S. 7th Army Training Command conducted U.S. Army Europe and Africa-directed annual exercise designed to assess the readiness of U.S. Army units and to promote interoperability with the participating allied and partner nations. Also this week, the Council of Europe's Group of States Against Corruption, Greco, released the second interim compliance report on Armenia's corruption prevention in respect to members of parliament, judges, and prosecutors. The second interim compliance report assesses the measures taken by the authorities of Armenia to implement the recommendations issued in the fourth round evaluation report on Armenia. This was a report that was issued in 2020 when Greco addressed 
18 recommendations to Armenia. The most recent interim report notes that nine of the recommendations have now been implemented satisfactorily or have been dealt with in a satisfactory manner. The remaining nine have been partly implemented. Greco noted that the Armenian government continues taking active steps toward the implementation of all outstanding recommendations. In 2020, Armenia overcame the Greco evaluation incompatibility process and is now no longer listed as having a, quote, globally unsatisfactory level. Foreign Minister Art Museum was in Romania this week for an official visit where he met the Prime Minister of Romania, his Romanian counterpart, and other officials. Armenia-Romania bilateral relations and cooperation in various fields were discussed during the meetings. And Security Council Secretary Armen Grigorian will visit Iran on April 9. The agenda of the meetings has not yet been uh, released. U.S. Department of Commerce Assistant Secretary for Global Markets Arun Venka Taraman is visiting Armenia. Today, he, along with the Armenian Deputy Foreign Minister Parur Hovanisyan, co-chaired the U.S.-Armenia Strategic Dialogue. Venka Taraman was also received by Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan and uh, Armen Grigorian, Secretary of the Security Council, furthering Armenia-U.S. partnership in different fields of cooperation, prospects, and possibilities of bilateral investments improvement of the business environment and existing partnership in the fields of high technology and energy were discussed during the meeting. This week, U.S. Brigadier General Patrick Ellis was also in Armenia and met with defense ministry officials to discuss efforts to strengthen the U.S.-Armenia defense cooperation. He also visited the 12th Peacekeeping Brigade's training facility in Zad and the Armenian Military Academy. Several NGOs are demanding that the Parliamentary Ethics Committee investigate Parliament Speaker Alan Simonian's behavior after he spat on a man who called him a traitor over the weekend. It is also up to the ruling party to initiate hearings of the Ethics Committee. The committee must be convened by decision from Parliament, obviously, and yesterday Simonian apologized uh, for the incident on Facebook, and it happened at the Cascade in downtown Yerevan when this individual started yelling traitor at him, and then he was sort of gathered up by some security detail that Simonian had, and Simonian apparently, as we said, spat in his face, and this became... the topic of the discussion, yeah. Yes. Yesterday, the Armenian government decided to hold military trainings for reserve forces from May 1 until July 7. The training will involve up to 2,715 citizens. Another round of training will be held on April 15 to June 15 with 953 participants. On April 6, Armenia's investigative committee announced that the Norzovk supermarket chain returned 2 billion Armenian dirhams, this is about 5 million U.S. dollars, to the state budget. In March, Armenia State Revenue Committee revealed that the supermarket chain had evaded paying over 4 billion dirhams, over 10 million U.S. dollars, in taxes by concealing part of their revenue through a special software installed in their operation system. You know what's sad, Maria? In my neighborhood, <laughs> there were so many little, and they're like, this, I'm talking about maybe six months ago, mm-hmm. little shops that I used to just go in for my everyday you know, groceries. Right. They're all closed now, gentrification, because because Mm -hmm. they're all becoming cafes and (laughs) pubs. And the only place, the nearest place where I can shop is off. Well, I don't know. If we keep keep boycotting places, there's not going to be any place to shop anymore. And this was the kind of week we had here in Armenia. Thank you for listening. Have a safe and peaceful weekend. And we'll be back again next week.